At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is W-O-M-M-L-P in Burlington, Vermont, and you're listening to The Rocket Shop. I'm remembering the days before I went away, way back in the hills of old Vermont, and the orchard on the hill, I think I see it still. Way back in the hills of old Vermont Oh, tonight I long to be Where the catamount run free And the rattlesnake can lie out in the sun Near the voices of the loons Where the apple blossoms bloom Way back in the hills of old Vermont There used to be a barn Near the old fishing pond Way back in the hills of old Vermont So many fields of hay Now gone with yesterday Way back in the hills of old Vermont Oh, tonight I long to be Where the catamount run free And the rattlesnake can lie out in the sun Near the voices of the loons When the apple blossoms bloom Way back in the hills of old Vermont Well, everything has changed Nothing stays the same Way back in the hills of old Vermont Like that old brown panther's roar You won't hear that no more Way back in the hills of old Vermont Oh, tonight I long to be where the catamount run free And the rattlesnake can lie out in the sun Near the voices of the loons where the apple blossoms bloom Way back in the hills of old Vermont But when the rains came down and flooded many towns Way back in the hills of old Vermont all the neighbors lent the hand for the loving of the land way back in the hills of old Vermont. For tonight I long to be where the catamount run free and the rattlesnake can lie out in the sun. Near the voices of the loons when the apple blossoms bloom way back in the hills of old Vermont. <laughs> Hi, this is Rick Polary, and I am in the hills of old Vermont, and I'm doing this special show today because I brought some special guests uh, into the studio. We are actually in the studio right here at BigHeavyWorld.com, so if you're listening out there, you know that we are live. And the reason that I thought it would be so fun to get together was my good friend, William Lee Ellis, great guitar player, and Farmer Mike from Isham's Farm. We're all here today, and we're going to talk about an event that is coming up pretty soon on August the 27th over at Isham's Farm, and that is the Great Vermont Barn Dance Show. Now, you're probably scratching your head and saying, oh, well, there, Rick, what is this Great Vermont Barn Dance Show? Well, you know, years ago, even here in Vermont, you know, back in the 1940s, they would have all of these radio shows, you know, that had this kind of country western influence. You had, of course, the Louisiana Hayride and the, the big barn dance out in Chicago and, of course, the Grand Old Opry. And, you know, right here in good old Vermont, on WDEV, our friends in Waterbury, they would host the Pony Boys and uh, they would have so many different musicians coming in that they, you know, 
William, they used to call it the Nashville of New England. There would be all these guys decked out in their cowboy outfits walking up and down the streets in Waterbury, waiting to go on the air, that uh, the place was just filled with entertainers. Because people here in Vermont love that old country sound. And a number of years ago, I thought it would be kind of interesting if we could recreate the feeling of those old shows, but not just by using the radio waves, but using the internet. And by using the internet, we could get that signal all across the world. And that's what I started doing a number of years ago until the pandemic shut me down. And uh, thank goodness the Isham's Farm stepped in and said, Rick, we, we'd like to have you over uh, at the Isham's Farm and, uh, and kind of get this uh, great Vermont barn dance show going. So Farmer Mike, can, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on? Well, Rick, we have performances by Vermont's balladeer John Gilmore, blues with Bill Ellis, William Lee Ellis, banjo man Rick Polari, Donna Thunder and Chris Martin, Rebecca Padula and Claire Innes. We've got storytelling by Arthur Bill Schubart, some comedy by Helen Weston, some clog dancing with Ann Whiting and Friends, and we've got the great Vermont Barn Dance Band, Rick. Well, I'll tell you there, Mike, we are going to have what they call a big time. Now, yes. that means that we're going to fill that barn. We're going to fill the barn with people, and we're going to put on a folk variety show with all of the entertainers doing their thing. There's going to be storytelling. There's going to be some clog dancing demonstrations. There's going to be some fantastic music. And one of the performers that is going to be there is my wonderful friend, William Lee Ellis. And it's so great to have you here. Rick, it's an honor to be here. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, stop calling me William Lee. <laughs> <laughs> It's on your, on your new record, man. So, yeah. Well, William Lee Ellis is also known as Bill Ellis to a lot of his friends. And he is a blues man. And he's also a professor. He teaches over at St. Mike's. He's um, been around the world. He comes from a musical family. And I, I wanted to take this opportunity to, uh, to give our listeners a little thumbnail sketch of what... Uh, what William Lee Ellis's life was like, because your dad was really involved in the music scene. Uh, yeah, Tony Ellis, a great banjo player and fiddler, uh, banjo composer. Um, I just grew up with music, you know, around the house. So um, Homer and Jethro, Bill Keith, you never knew who was going to stop by on any given weekend at the house. You know, my dad played banjo for Monroe uh, back in the day. He was a bluegrass boy, and so um, sort of grew up with that tradition. Um, I'm named William after Bill Monroe. He was my godfather. And uh, the Lee comes from Bessie Lee Malden, who was uh, uh, Bill's uh, significant other. That's a whole sordid story I probably <laughs> should not go into over the air. Um, yeah, so uh, I just I learned to play guitar backing up my dad at uh, bluegrass conventions. and um, But I don't play bluegrass, so... No, but you, you do play a lot of music, but you can play bluegrass, that's the thing, if you want to. Because Bill is such a talented musician, he can go in many different directions, as you will see, uh, as we kind of explore some of the music. But, you know, one of the cool things, before we start talking about what you're doing right now, I, I still want to talk about those world tours that you did with your dad. Oh, they were amazing. Uh, I, you know, my dad just turned 83, so... Uh, the days of, of touring are sort of behind him now, but um, uh, we did a lot of State Department tours back in the day, um, Belarus, uh, Cuba, uh, throughout Central America, uh, New Zealand, Australia. It was it was a lot of fun. And I used to live in Japan, so I brought him over there a few times, and we always had a blast. He never, he never got into uh, Japanese cuisine. He got sick one time and ended up taking some Kentucky Fried Chicken, putting it in a green teapot, and making himself chicken soup. That was his... Uh, <laughs> solution to uh, the situation. But what do you think that you learned from, from all of that, that traveling early on? Just enjoy it. You know, just uh, music is such a great, great conduit to, to, to connect people and connect cultures. And, uh, you know, we would, no matter where we were, we would always play 
uh, you know, a lot of my dad's tunes, but also um, traditional tunes like um, Jesse James. And, and it didn't matter where we were, whether we were in Minsk, Belarus, or wherever, you know, people knew the words to Jesse James we, we discovered. So, well, Jesse James, of course, <laughs> is, is that as a classic. And was, that was one of the first uh, kind of songs that, that spread all across the right, country. Right. It was one of the first kind of ballad songs. And, and it was interesting because the songwriter kind of snuck his name into, into the song, Billy's Cascade at the end. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like really bringing this kind of country music. And it, it is, it, Jesse James is part of that early country sound. I mean, one of the things that, you know, like divisions, you know, uh, all people like to put things in little pockets all the time. But you know, really everything is connected whether it's folk music or it's bluegrass or it's blues, you know, uh, it all comes from that same part of the music of the people of the United States of America and how all of these influences came together to produce a unique sound that's known all over the world. It's something that is so precious in a lot of ways. You know, the people might not know much about us, but they know our music, mm -hmm. they know our culture, and, and they love it. And you got really hooked on the blues. Yeah, you know, I, I would be the last person to call myself a blues man. I, I am a person who plays the blues and loves it and appreciates the art form. Um, I heard our mutual friend Andy Cohen um, play some Reverend Gary Davis many, many years ago, and that was it. I uh, was getting my uh, degree in classical guitar and um, heard the music of the Reverend, and um, it just all clicked for me in one one moment. So, well, why don't you give us a little taste of of, uh, <laughs> of a song here? You're all ready to go. Okay. Well, it won't be a Reverend Rev, uh, Reverend Davis tune. This will be on my new record uh, coming out sometime. Not sure when yet. Still working that out with my label. But, uh, the song is called Pearl River Blues. I uh, wrote it uh, years back when I was doing a tour of China. And so.
Jim, why did you uh, start recording this album? You've made many albums in the past, and it's been a while since you put one out, right? That, that, I think that you answered my question. <laughs> you answered your own question. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. And so, uh, like a lot of musicians, COVID shut everything down. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, I, I got better at cooking and wrote a lot more songs. And mm. so I figured, okay, there's an album in here. And so... And uh, so just started putting it together. Did you have sort of a vision that when you went into it, or <clears> you, you just started collecting, a, you know, usually somebody, most of us have like a little box of unfinished work hanging around. Right. I, there's one or two tunes on the record that are that are older. Mostly it's, it's new. Um, and a couple of traditional numbers, one of my dad's tunes, which I'll, I'll play here later. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I assembled, I don't know, 40, 50 tunes and kind of, you know, these 12 or 13 found each other, and it feels like a record now. So, uh, of course, it's all about death and disillusionment, you know, <laughs> my, my usual happy, happy place. That's a, you know, perfect, perfect <laughs> songs for a pandemic, you know. So uh, let's hear a few more songs, and then and we'll talk a little bit more. By the way, I, uh, um, Farmer Mike, I, this will be my second time to uh, Isham. I was there, I played a wedding there once. And boy, did they, uh, I'm, I'm sure they, they wanted their money back after I played the wedding. It was <laughs> not what they were expecting. But I love the farm, beautiful place. Thank you, William Lee. <laughs> All right. Um, this is uh, actually, this is a tune uh, written by my dad, Tony Ellis. Um, when we were in Belarus, we were doing the State Department tour back in 2006. And uh, one of the days, we, we were there for about a week, and one of the days uh, we got out of this city of Minsk and uh, uh, visited one of hundreds of Jewish villages that were burned to the ground by the Nazis uh, and the pogroms. And so we, it, it was really, really moving uh, for us to, to uh, be there and to get to know some of that history while we were there. And so my dad wrote this incredible fiddle tune simply called Belarus. Um, and uh, since he doesn't play so much anymore, I figured, well, what the heck, I like it so much, I'm going to arrange it. So it's, it's now a guitar piece. I played it for him and he said, well, that's, that's pretty good. There's one note I don't like. So I had to change that. Uh, Belarus.
beautiful. You know, this is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, now that song would work at any wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right? Farmer Mike, what do you, don't you think Absolutely. so? You know, one of the things, uh, you know, that, you know, Farmer... I'll add it to the set. Farmer Mike uh, and, and Aishma's Farm uh, really bring people together. This is one of the things that they do over there. And, and we're just going to take a little segue, uh, Farmer Mike, so you can talk a little bit about the kind of things that, that you and, and Helen and all the good people at, at Isham's Farm are doing right now. Well, thank you, Rick. Yeah, we have a berry picking. We have pumpkin picking. We have a lot of kids come to the farm. We have chickens, free-range chickens in the berry patch. People love picking berries and having chickens at their feet, and they talk to the chickens, and chickens talk back. It's just a real enjoyable for, for everyone. And, and on Tuesdays, we have farmer's market and uh, from June through September. And it's amazing. You know, we have creamies. We have pizza. People come, families, kids run around. And we have some great music. You know, you've been there yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, we feel it's a real community building that we do at the farm. We're pretty proud of it. Well, I think that's the the. Um the really important thing that, that you're seeing is like this particular concert that we're doing, Bill, uh, is a part of a, a program that they're doing a concert series and it benefits uh, an environmental organization that, that Helen is involved in and you are too, right, Mike? Yes, Rick, yeah, all the proceeds from our, after the bills are paid, go to the Vermont Eco Studies. Nice. You know, last year they went to the Audubon Society, you know, it's, it's called the First Earth Project. The first entity was starting theater in the barn. The second entity was a Williston Community Theater, getting the community. We had 50, 60 people in the community all come together. We put on a musical this summer. It was written by Doug Anderson from Middlebury. And uh, third year, next year, will be, be youth theater. Helen's going to work with a lot of the youth. We're going to have a youth theater in the barn. And then after that, we want to have public forums where we have speakers come in and speak about the environment, what we can do, you know, about native plants and native pollinators. It's really important today. There aren't that many farms left, and so the farms that are left are very important, you know, to, to nature, you know, Mother Nature, and it's just a real beautiful thing. I think you're doing a really wonderful job over there, and, and you know you probably see Farmer Mike. He appears a lot on TV, especially at Christmas tree time, because they they grow Christmas trees, they grow all kinds of crops. And, and one of the things about this type of music that we're playing, it is has a connection with the land. It has a connection with that rural tradition, and you can hear that in a lot a lot of the music, and especially some of some of the blues. It, you know, what, what do you think about that, William? It's all connected to the land and the people, right? So, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. The blues connects with me um, for a number of reasons, uh, but, but part of it is it, it is that incredible arc of, of bearing witness to history that, that the blues and spirituals, for that matter, do so beautifully. Uh, and it's there in every note and every word, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. so. Well, why don't you give us a, a, you know, one of the the blues numbers that you like to play? Oh gosh, um, well, he, he's got that special guitar. Over me too. Well, you don't, you don't have to do that, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, well, he's got a special guitar that's over here, and it is. Uh, tell us a little bit about your guitar. Uh, it's made of galvanized tin, <laughs> and now I have to tune. It's very old too. It's uh, 1930s something or another. National steel guitar here. It was in a bar fight apparently at one point. There's a big den in it. It was before I got a hold of it. Somebody wasn't feeling well the next day. But it makes it authentic there. Authentic <laughs> blues. For the blues. This almost got me arrested a few times playing this thing because it's so loud. It's an acoustic instrument, but uh, it has a. Uh, a biscuit in it, a cone, it resonates. And uh, I remember getting approached by a compliance officer in New Zealand one time when I was busking on the streets in Auckland. I said, is that thing plugged in? Are you electrified? I said, no, sir. He said, well, good. I was going to have to run you in. <laughs> but would you mind just playing one more song and, and, and leaving? So, so. <laughs> that, that's the best kind of compliment you can get. <laughs> Play one more song. <laughs> 
it's my job, you know, son. Right. <laughs> Play me one more song. <laughs> and uh, of course, a lot of the, a lot of the touring I would do, uh, not only with my dad, but my my, my pal Larry Nager, uh, who has since retired to Hawaii, but um, he plays the washboard. And so there was one fitful day when we decided to busk on the streets of Memphis, um, where I lived for a long time, and. Uh, we were busking in front of the Elvis statue, and um, they had horses lined up there to take tourists around Beale Street and whatnot. And uh, Larry was was hitting the washboard in such a way, it was making the horses crazy, you know. And 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 the uh, the, the horse the horse owners the, the the carriage drivers kept looking at us to you know motioning for us to shut up. And of course, we were used to that, so we kept on playing. And uh, um, mm -hmm. come to find out that they communicate with their horses through a series of ticks. So when you hear tick, 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 it was like, you know, <laughs> horses on acid or something. And it was, it was they, they were not happy. They were rearing back. It was uh, another, another moment where we almost got arrested. Almost got arrested <laughs> thanks to this steel guitar and a washboard. So, anyway, this is, um, this is uh, an old Blind Blake tune. I'm sort of doing a... Uh, Stop blues speaking up. I'll travel, guess I'll let her be I guess I'll travel, guess I'll let her be Well, before she's six, that pony's dog on me Is that when you play it like that, it's talking, isn't it? It talks <laughs> the brain sort of shuts off actually for a while. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. I mean that that is that is really great, and and it has such a different you know vitality on that kind of instrument. I love I love it when I hear slide guitar playing like that, and you know I think uh, 
when, when we have the, the barn dance show, you're going to get a chance to uh, share a lot of, uh, of that and the stories. But I mean, it's going to be a fast moving show. You know, it's like hopping on a moving freight train because there's going to be so much going on that you just got to hop on and hope for the best because you get a couple of songs here and another act will come out and the dancers will come out before you know it. Helen's going to be squeezing the accordion. <laughs> And John Gilmore, of course, is, is going to be uh, our, our wonderful special guest. And, and we take our hats off to John uh, for, for doing that, for coming out. And John is so gracious and so generous with his time. And he said, Rick, you know, anything that, that uh, you're doing to, to help the environment and to bring people together, he said, I, I definitely want to be in on it. And so one of the things that, that if people are thinking about it, uh, we have a, a website. Uh, Farmer Mike, what is the website that they can go to? IshamFamilyFarm.com, right? That's right. And you can find out all kinds of information about who's playing and how you can find out more information about, uh, about the event. All is on there. And what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. I'm going to grab my banjo because uh, William Lee and I uh, recorded a song uh, <laughs> on, uh, on his new project. And uh, we haven't played it together since then. That's right. Uh, And so Let's you have to bear with, with bear with me while I get in tune here. Listen, oh. Lead Belly, you said you spend half your life getting in tune, and the other half playing out of tune. I think was the. Let's see. Close enough for folk music, I guess. This is um just give me that that G. Yeah. For those folks listening in, this is real live music, you know? <laughs> and that's how you tell. You know, it's not like, you know, everything doesn't have to be, you know, I'm 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 a real big fan of of that wabi sabi. You ever hear of that wabi-sabi? Wabi you know what I'm talking about? It's being perfectly imperfect. Yes. And it is about uh, the idea that nothing is really perfect. Uh, and sometimes the flaws, I mean, in, in Japan, you know this, you've been to, you know, so sometimes they would take the pots. Of course. And if a pot breaks in a kiln, instead of tossing it away, what do they do, Bill? You tell me. They take gold and they fill the crack with gold. And the gold in the crack becomes the most beautiful part of the pot. Mm. So the fault that was once the thing that bothered them becomes the highlight. And that's how it is in life, you know? We make a lot of mistakes, and, and sometimes we worry all about the mistakes that we make, but really, you know, they're just, you know, a part of life. And we, we, uh, we do the best we can. And what are the, the jazz musicians, when they make a mistake, you have to do it twice, right? Right. <laughs> well, Sam, I, I, living in Memphis, I knew Sam Phillips. And, and uh, um, one of the greatest bits of advice he ever gave me, he said, you know, you go back and listen to those old Sun records, Johnny Cash and, and Carl Perkins and everybody. He said, there are mistakes galore on every one of those records. He said, but people do not respond. No one hears that. Uh, people respond to feel, not mm -hmm. perfection, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is a, a long way of saying we're going to make a lot of we're mistakes here. Let's see here. Now, this is uh, my arrangement of Bill Liner's arrangement of Lead Belly's arrangement of a spiritual. Thank <laughs> you. 
say that was well, quite the racket you know it was like you know when lead belly if if you listen to lead belly's records it is you know I, I would talk to pete seeger about this because you know pete really studied lead belly was the first person that that from the tradition that he had the chance it was before he met woody guthrie right. and he would he would watch lead belly and sometimes lead belly would be pounding on the strings i mean just the rhythm would be it didn't even matter you know what the chords were. I mean, because it, it was like a locomotive. You call right, it like a right, locomotive right. when when Lead Belly was coming through. And the thing is that that Lead Belly is such a special person. I think that you know George Harrison said once, "No Lead Belly, no Beatles." No Lead Belly, no rock and roll. I mean, no I, rock I, and I, roll. I teach a history of rock horse at St. Mike's, and uh, we spent a lot of time on Lead Belly. And there's, there's that wonderful, beautiful connection from Lead Belly all the way up to Skipple, to the Beatles, into many, many other things. So. And I, I think that in, in, in this day and age, it's really so important, you know, that uh, a lot of times, a, a lot of the songs were, were kind of stolen from, from the African-American culture. And I think that these days, it's so important that we acknowledge that, you know? We acknowledge where these songs came from and the people who created the songs because they are the story. We're, we're part of the story. But, you know, like a lot of the blues men that, that, uh, that you uh, have uh, played their music and have met some of them, uh, they're part of that big tradition. And a lot of them uh, aren't, there's not many of them left of the old blues men. Not many at all. Uh, one of the greats that I was blessed to know was uh, Big Joe Duskin, Cincinnati Barrelhouse Blues piano player, and he passed away a few years ago and was able to make his final record with Larry. You know, we, we co-produced that, and uh, just just to be around. I mean, giants. You know, when giants walk the earth. I mean, that's how I feel about it. They, uh, uh, the stories, uh, their way of life, their philosophy on life, uh, just uh, their outlook and, and their musicianship, just unrivaled. 
you know, to this day. So what, what little bit I, I play, I do it in service to these wonderful people that came before me and make sure everybody knows to go back to the, to the original guys. Now, I, I'm going to ask for a request because I heard you playing one of my favorite songs that I don't uh -oh. hear very often, <laughs> and that's Reverend Gary Davis's Where'd You Get Your Whiskey From? Oh my gosh, uh, I've not played that in a long time. Well, you were just playing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh but God, what a what a great song this is. I, I hate to put you on the spot, you, you, uh, but when Rick, there is a musician uh, that's this good, folks. Remind me, you know. Rick, to not follow you everywhere you go next time. So. <laughs> Well, you're going to pluck it. This is in C. Uh, I'm I think listen. you can handle gonna, C I'll, on the banjo. I, I can I do think. something else. I want them to hear. <laughs> I want. I want them to hear your your guitar playing. I, I don't even remember how to, how it goes. I was just I was just uh, messing around. That's all you're getting. All right. All right. Well, hey, that was worth it. That was worth it, man. I'll tell you, you know, you sit around with, with great guitar players, great musicians, and it, it just gets into your bones, you know? Yeah, there's something about just listening to, to uh, you know, people can really play the guitar. And like I said, make the guitar sing, make the guitar talk. I mean, that was like Reverend Gary Davis has talked to me, right? He, he would ask Miss Gibson to Ms. talk Gibson to Miss Gibson was always talking back. Always yep. talking, always talking. But we have a lot of talking to do yet because we, uh, <laughs> we, we, there's a great song from your new album that you, uh, uh -oh. you said that you wanted to play. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have been very silent there on the banjo. Well, well, I, I would love to hear something. Well, and then, and then I, I will, I will return in kind with the, uh, with the tune. Well, good morning, blues. Blues, how do you do?
stay in G. Okay. This is, uh, we have to redeem ourselves with a good old gospel number. Here. Okay. So this is, um, this is uh, a tune of mine called That uh, uh, Angel's Trumpet Sound. When that wall in Jericho came down, seven horns did resound. But Rahab and hers were spared. Listen life with those for whom God came. Now so take heed what the scriptures say. We will meet on that glory day. And the lost, they shall be found. made last when all things come to pass and the poor walk on streets of gold burdens lifted in his head foretold and so take heed what the scriptures say we will meet on that glory day and the lost they shall be found <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I just had the rotator cuff surgery. And so oh, it's like, <laughs> and it's okay, man. It's all right. So, uh, yeah, I got my G and my, my G chords in for today. Uh, I was no, not trying to be passive aggressive there. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I, that's I that's cool. That, you, hey, you, you know, you, 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 you got to work it or it's not going to come back. Uh, but uh, I couldn't hit every note that I wanted to. <laughs> well... Join the club. That's me every time I play. Well, we're gonna we're gonna just shift back to, to Farmer Mike for a moment there before we we do a few more tunes together. Uh, and Farmer Mike, why don't you uh, just give them a little bit more idea about how things are gonna work out on uh, August the twenty seventh, and what time is it gonna be? Well, it's gonna be seven p.m. Rick. We're gonna open the doors at six p.m. We're gonna allow picnicking on the grounds, beautiful grounds. So come early, bring a picnic, bring a bottle of wine. <laughs> it sounds like a good time to me. Yes, sir. A good time on the farm. It's a good time on the farm. And, and really, folks, you're going to see something that's a, a little bit different than what you usually see uh, because everybody's going to be in this kind of retro mode going back into the past as we unveil the great Vermont barn dance banner and the one microphone everybody's going to be centered around one microphone so it's not like everybody's plugging in and saying hey give me more of me you know <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that there's one microphone and everybody's going to walk up to that microphone and they're going to sing their song or they're going to tell their story or they're going to do their dance and it's all part of this whole idea about you know what life is you know life is is everyone participating, you know? I mean, one of the things I learned from, from Pete Seeger, he was saying that the thing that's going to save us is participation, is for everybody to get involved and do a little something. We, we can't do everything. We can't change the world ourselves. But if each of us can do a little bit of something, well, it all goes together. And, you know, it, it was the, you know, the, the idea that he used to tell this funny story he said, well, Rick, you got to imagine there's a seesaw. And he said, there, at the bottom of the seesaw is a big sock with rocks in it. And at the top, there's another bag. And it has some sand in it. 
And it's sort of like the world, you know? The world is kind of like that big seesaw. And a lot of people are trying to raise up that heavy weight from the bottom. And they all have teaspoons. And they're going over and they're putting a little bit of sand with a teaspoon in that top basket. And everybody's laughing and they're saying, what do you think you're gonna change the world with pouring that, that little bit of sand in there? Don't you see it's falling, falling out as fast as you're putting it in? And he said, well, there's more and more people who have teaspoons and they're in line and they keep pouring. And he said, and sooner or later, that seesaw is gonna go zoop and turn completely upside down. And he said, how did that happen so fast? And he said, it's all those people and their doggone teaspoons. <laughs> But it's true. It, it's true. It's, it's the idea that we can all make a difference. We can all play a part in, in making this world a better place. And no matter if you're out there farming the land, uh, if you're out there teaching students, or you're playing music, or you're doing a radio broadcast, if you're learning how to use computers, all of these things, they all are part of that solution of participation and getting everyone to do a little bit of something. So when, if, if you're sitting back today and you're thinking about, well, what can I do? Well, that's your big question that you have to ask yourself. You have to figure out, well, what can you do? What can you do to make a difference in this world? And I think that's what, what we're all doing today is, is thinking about that. And, you know, William Lee Ellis, <laughs> you've got another song in you, don't you? Uh, sure. Um, actually, you know what? Speaking of doing something. This, uh, this song's going to be on the new record. It's, um, it's called Goat Island. It's a funny name. Uh, but uh, it's dedicated to Prophet Isaiah Robertson. Uh, and Prophet Robertson, was uh, he lived in Niagara Falls. He was from Jamaica and came to Canada to work on homes, to flip homes. He ended up in Niagara Falls um, until one day God spoke to him and said, stop flipping homes, you're going to make my temple. And so I encourage everybody to go out there and look up Prophet Isaiah Robertson and see his Temple of the Second Coming that he made in the most nondescript neighborhood in Niagara Falls, and there's this amazing temple. And uh, I got to visit Prophet Robertson a few times before he died. He died uh, about a year or so ago. And um, whenever he would talk, I quickly realized he wasn't going to tell you anything unless you said, praise the Lord, after he said something. So he would be talking, and then he would look at me, and if I didn't say praise the Lord, he would stop immediately. <laughs> So I just have to get, you know, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And uh, he was just a fascinating person, beautiful, beautiful person. Incredible artist, visual artist. Um, and anyway, this, uh, when he passed away, I was, I was, uh, I, I wrote this in his honor. He, um, uh, a part of his prophecy, and, and I love the iconoclasts and the eccentrics of the world they are my people, you know? And so uh, Prophet Robertson told me, he said, you know, um, uh, Jesus has already returned. Don't know if you knew that, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, he, he, he came uh, in 2014 on Goat Island in Niagara Falls. He had returned. And so I said, well, I, I wasn't going to argue with the prophet. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, this is Goat Island. And, and it's just an excuse for me to move my fingers around the guitar neck a little bit here. So, But uh, this goes out to, uh, to an incredible person. I was lucky, lucky to know, so.
sweet, sweet. It's one of those tunes, once it gets going, I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm going to make a ton of mistakes, but I can't stop. That's, the, that's well, the main thing. You just don't stop. Well, the whole thing is, <laughs> I remember that story about the, the young fellow who was sitting at a bar. Uh, he, was, he was playing at a bar. And who's sitting there but, but Chet Atkins was listening to him. And uh, the young, young boy came back, and he was shamefaced. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, he said, uh, I, I, I wish I played so much better. And, and Chet said, hey, you know, I only heard the notes that you played. I didn't hear the notes you didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's, what, that's what our music community is. And, you know, I, I, I don't, don't know if you realize this, but Big Heavy World is like the mecca. Mm -hmm for our, our music center. Right here where we are is where every music, every style is celebrated. It's not just one genre of music. It's everything from folk music to punk music to rap music to uh, spoken music to all kinds of music that is created here in the great state of Vermont. And that's what this place is. It is the way that we can deliver that message mm -hmm. that music is who we are as, you know, as people, as a community. And that's why it was so great to, to get us together today uh, and to share your music. And I think we have just a few moments. I just wanted to thank Farmer Mike from being here mm -hmm. from Farm Isham's. And, and, and he's inviting everybody to what? The great Vermont barn dance. Bring your boots, bring your shoes, come on out, bring your hat. Bring your hat, bring your boots. That's right, come on out, and it's an over, where is it? Where is that, that farm anyway? It's on Oak Hill Road in Williston. All right, so that's what you got to, and there's free parking. Yes, sir. That's the cool, you don't have to worry, but you can park out in the, in the little field there, and we're going to have a big time right there in, uh, at Farm Isham, and we're so uh, honored to, uh, to have uh, Farmer Mike join us today and represent the good work that you're doing there. And uh, William Lee Ellis, who has a brand new album that is coming out someday, soon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I, I think that once that, that it comes out, that we will uh, definitely be able to play it right here on this radio station. So uh, make sure that you get a copy. So why don't you take us out while I say a few words of yep. thank you. Okay, do a little bit of instrumental thing. As we are kind of fading away, we're here at the rocket shop. And we're blasting off. And we're blasting off. We're going through the galaxy. And we're saying, we are at W-O-M-M-L-P in Burlington, Vermont, delivering you the finest music on this planet. <laughs> I don't know where that last bit came from. <laughs> <laughs>